allowing the mind to rest on the body in the same way as the body rests on the cushion or on the chair. And bringing to mind for a moment, why are you here? Why are you practicing? Your, your motivation, your intention. I'm going to start with the first poem by Bikuni Dantika. Dantika, the elephant. While walking along the river, after a long day meditating on Vajra's peak, I watched an elephant splashing its way out of the water and up the bank. Hello, my friend. A man waiting there said, scratching the elephant behind its ear. Did you have a good bath? The elephant stretched out its leg. The man climbed up and the two rode off like that together. Seeing what had once been so wild, now a friend and companion to this good man, I took a seat under the nearest tree and reached out a gentle hand to my own mind. Truly, I thought, this is why I came to the woods. So that's what we're going to do this day, is to reach out a gentle hand to our own mind. Not in order to change anything, but in order to really be fully with what is and allow the changing to take care of itself. Just feeling the body sitting on the cushion, on the chair. Feeling the gravity, the weight of the body, you know, pressing against the surface. that sense of pressure and hardness that's a direct experience of earth element. Earth element stands for form, structure and hardness. And you know if we want to have a direct experience we can also just uh, feel our teeth when they are um, 
that word? Clenched. Clenched. That hardness, or when you are feeling your fingernails, touching your fingernails. That's that's a direct experience of hardness. Then we can just make a scan through the body, starting at the top of the head and just experiencing hardness. Probably the skull of the head and the teeth, which are often called the tips of the bones, the teeth. And then sweeping down the neck, the vertebrae. right shoulder, upper arm, lower arm, and hand, many little bones in there, and then the left shoulder, upper arm, lower arm, and left hand. the torso with the spine and the rib cage. Hips. Yeah. Upper legs. Lower legs. And the feet. earth element, the skeleton in the body. And then we can sweep back up. Just being aware of flesh, starting at the tips of the toes, of both feet, just being aware of the soft flesh, which is around the bones. Up the lower legs. Upper legs, hip area, torso, both hands. Lower arms, upper arms, shoulders, neck, and the head.
flesh soft and then sweeping down one more time starting at the top of the head and being aware of skin Maybe you can feel the temperature of the room touching the skin or the clothes you wear. Starting at the top of the head and sweeping down over the face, back of the head to the neck. Both shoulders. upper arms, lower arms, and the hands. The torso, hips area, upper legs, lower legs. And the feet, skin, so really uh, arriving in the body, coming down from the thinking mind into the body, it's a very helpful uh, practice to get us more embodied. And then also becoming aware of the great earth we are sitting on, planet earth. With its vast expanse in all directions. And considering that the earth element externally and earth element internally are exactly the same, there's no difference. There's a constant exchange happening through eating, going to the bathroom, the constant cycle and recycling of earth element and all the other element for that matter too. The mountains and the... Um, stones, vast fields, it's all earth element and even out there in the uh, universe, the planets, The stars, many of them have also some form of earth element. So now introducing the mind 
to that kind of a reflection can uh, bring a sense of awe and stop the mind from you know wallowing in habitual thought patterns. And connecting with the vastness of earth element externally. So whenever the mind wanders off from that uh, spaciousness and wants to, you know, attach to some kind of habitual way of thinking about something, as soon as you're noticing that, just let it go for now and come back to that vastness, spaciousness. listening to that space if that's a, a manner of speaking only but it gives a sense of direction for the mind to just open not contracting around stories of what is happening but being in the direct experience of what is right now a body sitting and breathing and the mind being aware of the vastness of earth element. There might be a sense of resistance in the mind, not wanting to attend in this manner because it's maybe a bit boring or scary or unpleasant simply because we are used to invest our energy into thinking a lot. Just, you know, withstanding that pressure of going back to habits, just allowing the mind to do something completely different than usual. Training the mind 
in paying attention to a very different um, mode of being, which is always available, but we tend to forget it because we are always identified with uh, thinking about me, thinking about my future, my past, my fears, my hopes, my this and my that, which is needed at times, but right now we don't necessarily need to do that. So familiarizing the mind with a different mode with spaciousness. And now I'd like to drop another poem into that spaciousness for you by Mitakari Bikuni. Mitakari, friend of the dark. I was always smart. If the past was good, I figured it would make me even smarter. One night while meditating, I watched my thoughts piling themselves up all around me. My mind built a house out of all these thoughts, then filled that house. Soon it was a whole city, a whole world. Oh, my beautiful, beautiful thoughts, who will look after you after I'm gone? I swear I could weep, I could weep for all of you. My sisters, do you really want to be free? Are you ready to leave behind all your precious little houses and make your home everywhere? It's not as hard as you might think. First stand up, then walk out the door. You know, and that walking out the door means walk out the door of the thinking mind. You don't always have to be inside that cold. Because it's not always the right approach. Because it gives us cold in the past. And, you know, sometimes it is the right approach to use what we have learned in the past to meet the present. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able you know, to connect to Zoom today if we wouldn't have learned that before. That's a very useful thing to do. But we don't have to be the whole time just in that mode. There's a different way of being. Which is hidden in plain sight or in plain view, I think one says. And we have to train ourselves to be able to step out of the thinking mind, leave behind that house and step out into the vastness, which is also 
always available. You're getting a sense of perspective. With a middle way, the middle path. As I was uh, reading the poem earlier about the good man who was riding the elephant. It's a good example of, you know, riding the waves of uh, our lives. By having like a bigger picture. by taming the mind, by showing it. Everything what's happening outside of the little house of habitual thinking. giving the mind a break. Whenever you're noticing that the mind gets caught up in thinking about hopes and fears, past and future, just to gently come back to the vastness that works for you, or come back to the body breathing, 
that's you know that's the point of the whole uh, practice is as soon as we notice that we have been caught up in a thinking uh, process to step out of it and come back to our chosen object that capacity to let go to be conscious of uh, thinking and then come back to present moment experience. That's what we are training here. You know, any of the practices in all schools and different lineages of Buddhism, they are all about bringing the mind back to what is really happening. And stepping out of these little habitual houses of identity. So I'm going to read that poem one more time. Mitakali. Mitakali, friend of the dark. I was always smart. If the path was good, I figured it would make me even smarter. One night while meditating, I watched my thoughts piling themselves up all around me. My mind built a house out of all those thoughts, then filled that house. Soon it was a whole city, a whole world. Oh, my beautiful, beautiful thoughts, who will look after you after I'm gone? I swear I could weep. I could weep for all of you. My sisters, do you really want to be free? Are you ready to leave behind all your precious little houses and make your home everywhere? It's not as hard as you might think. First stand up, then walk out the door. Sometimes it can be so comfortable in those little houses that we don't want to stand up or walk out the door. And that's that's the price yeah, which needs to be paid for that uh, practice of uh, transforming the mind to bear with that uh, challenging feelings and... Uh, emotions and everything which gets uh, kicked up through going against the grain. And that's why those poems are so precious to us because they give us an encouragement that it's worth it, it's worth doing this. It's not just an idea, it really is medicine, it really does change things. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.